Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 121, and today we are going to be talking about travel safety, some travel health, and some precautions that you might want to keep in mind for your next trip or your next vacation. Now, I think it's important to note, though, at the top of the show, we are not licensed medical officials or doctors, unless Jared got his, uh, what, what would you even call it, medical license? You betcha. Uh, last evening uh, while I was asleep, but I don't think so. So I think it's safe to say neither of us are medical professionals, but these are some of the tips uh, that we have gotten from medical professionals and some things we do when we travel. So I think it's safe to say we do know what we're talking about in that regard. So we're looking forward to bringing this episode your way and hope you will learn some helpful tips and tricks for staying healthy while you're traveling. Because let's be honest, if you're traveling and you're not healthy, you're gonna have a bad time. But to have a good time, I'm here with my buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Just to be clear, I am a licensed medical practitioner <laughs> in all 50 states and some other countries. Uh, just email us at theuntranslatablepodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we can see if you're one of those uh, countries. But everything I say, <laughs> listen to it, believe it. This is medical advice. Don't sue me. Uh, but please, spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram. Untranslatable podcast. Chad and I had a fun time last night, and there are no pictures of it. Yep, we didn't even Very get a usual. picture of a boot. I didn't didn't even cross my mind. Right. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, we had a nice little boot. Uh, you'll never see a picture of it, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> and then also Twitter. Spread a little love. Untranslatable one, the number one. You can follow us there. Uh, I'll post episodes, of course. You can see our travel tips. We were just in Washington D.C. Shout out to D.C., the capital. Please take your hats off, put your hands over your hearts, and prepare to sing the uh, or say the national say the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, I will pause for that, and then you can come back and continue. Okay, th- welcome back. Uh, and then also, please <laughs> spread a little love and follow us. Or excuse me, five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can find us on YouTube and camera, camera form with videos, not just our voices. If you're into that, you know, um, you can see our fun reactions. You can see uh, our wacky faces that we always make. It's not really true. <laughs> um, Chad was making some wacky faces last night, though, after uh, his third boot of. Uh, oh, that was a mistake. Of German beer. Yeah, that was a mistake. I was struggling this morning. People, when you have that thought after your second liter boot, like, should I get another one? Just don't do it. Yeah. Just, just don't. Our nights went, I mean, not too drastically different ways, but I was I, I was actually proud of myself for being like, you know what, I think two's good. And we were talking earlier today where it's like, it's the, the boot is deceiving. It's a classic case of um, your eyes are bigger than your stomach with the boot. Because you're like, oh, I could do it. Right. And then like halfway through, you're like, oh, this, there's still a lot left in this mm-hmm. thing. That's right. <laughs> if you're not careful, too, if you get a leader boot, it'll get warm on you. Yeah. Nobody likes warm. Well, some countries like warm. Yeah, don't British people like warm beer? I have no idea. Maybe that's the reason why I've never gone to the UK so far. You've never been to the UK? I have not. No. Wow. Not yet. Um, well, good, because, you know, I want you to stay safe, and that's a very dangerous place to travel. <laughs> uh, you might get exposed to uh, weird accents. Uh, true. Bad food. Uh, <laughs> Fish and chips. <laughs> um, angry people. Driving on the wrong side of the road? Yes. I would definitely get in a car accident over there for sure. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You get, I hear you get used to it pretty quickly. You think so? Okay. Maybe don't start in downtown, you know, the center of London. Right. But uh, I heard you get used to it pretty quickly. Okay. It's kind of intuitive from what I've heard. I will say this, though, Jared. You know, I used to think of roundabouts as a very European thing. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there I are a have. lot of roundabouts popping up in Michigan. And I think it's great. There, there, there are some by where I used to grow up that came around maybe at this point. 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, and, and there's some by you that are, are new yep. that we were talking, I was talking to your parents about that the last time I was here, actually. And they're great. Yours are great because they are one lane roundabouts. Mm-hmm. The ones that were by are still there, There, I believe. I haven't been in that area since I've been back. Um, they were two or three lanes. Oh, that's so way depending, more complex. So depending on where you, you have to know where you're getting out and then enter in, in the corresponding lane mm-hmm. so that you kind of feed off yep. properly. Yep. Nobody did that. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was just a whole bunch of people shooting over three lanes on a roundabout, yeah. like not realizing that it's like, oh, if I'm if I'm going at the far, furthest one, I shouldn't be in the most inside one because that'll right. take you out in the first spot. Exactly. So they'll be cutting back over. Right. It was a shit show, man. Oh yeah. Sounds like oh a my mess. gosh. Um, but they are so much more convenient. Right. And I I I love them. They're great. If if people know what they're doing. Right. So that's why I like the, the single lane ones because it's kind of hard to mess those up. Right. Yeah. Unless unless somebody doesn't yield and they hit you. That's but. true. Or just drive straight through. <laughs> right. <laughs> just right over the roundabout. Oh, that could be dangerous. That could be very dangerous. But oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So Jared mentioned we uh, enjoyed a boot. We were at the Heidelberg. Mm-hmm. A little shout out to the Heidelberg for serving delicious German beer. Yeah. And they have a lot of good stuff from Michigan on tap as you well. You said their food's not that great right i mean look here's a little michigander insider tip if you enjoy good german food which is um i would personally i would recommend metzger's Mm -hmm. over the heidelberg in terms of german food i think the food the heidelberg is okay but i think it's a little bit pricey metzger's is also pricey but i think the quality might be a little bit better i was in um dearborn and i don't i guess is it middle eastern food is that fair to call it that or is there should it be more specific because I don't know if I can be. Um, but anyway, uh, that might have been, I had, sh- I didn't have, sh- I mean, they didn't call it schnitzel. Okay. But I had a form of chicken that was essentially schnitzel. Okay. And it actually kind of reminded me of like a schnitzbach schnitzel. Nice. And I was telling the people I was there with, I was like, honestly, this might have been some of the best schnitzel I've had in America at uh, this Middle Eastern really? restaurant. Okay. There you go. And it was just like, you know, they're, they had some sort of a name for it. I don't remember what it was, but it was essentially at least just schnitzel. You know what? And I was the, like, this is great. You know what the worst? With garlic sauce, too. Oh, I love their garlic mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah. Um, you know where I actually had the worst schnitzel of my life? That's rain. Oh. It's raining here, people, if you yeah. didn't know. Uh, <laughs> um, worst schnitzel I ever had was at Hofbräuhaus in Columbus, Ohio. Interesting. It was greasy. The meat wasn't good. It was. Mm. It was just not good. Was it not? Uh, was it crispy? Was the? Was it well? Uh, it was a little soggy. It yeah. was Disappointed. It's, it, you can't it's, do soggy schnitzel. It's. It's. It's a. It is a skill to make a schnitzel not a little soggy. That's true. That's true. They know how to do it in Vienna. Mm-hmm. They get that crisp. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's where it's like there's a layer between the. Yeah. the like yeah, it's kind of not even fully connected. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. I'm getting. I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> Speaking though, Jared, you mentioned the schnitz box, and I'd like to share that. With our viewers, just real quick, because oh think yeah, it that's is a one classic, of the a classic drunchy. While we were uh, oh, absolutely, check out episode five, I believe that was. I think you're right, yeah. On uh, drunchies around the world, and so one of my so, favorites. Yeah, last episode. night when we were at the Heidelberg, we were talking to some people after a good game of odds are. Mm-hmm. That was so ridiculous. Uh, we're gonna get to not that game specifically, but go ahead, just keep going. And so, so we were talking to these people, and uh, I was explaining the concept of a schnitz box, which is basically you get this little box. Shout uh, was mm-hmm. our schnitz box locale back in Vienna. But you can get them anywhere. Right. Um, well, we were talking one evening and we were like, wouldn't it be so cool if they had like a kebab box <laughs> as a schnitzel box? And Jared and I were walking down the street from my apartment. 
We turn the corner. On well, we saw, we didn't know about the boxes. We saw people eating schnitzel. Right. And so our first thought was, oh, we'll get some schnitzel. It was just on a right. plate normally. Exactly. Uh, and then once you went in there, or we went in there, we found out that you could also get it in box it wasn't, form. It wasn't even when we went in there. It was when we turned the corner, they had like a sign that said schnitzel box. Oh, In, go okay. in golden letters, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> right? Um, and, oh, man, the schnitz box is yes. so good. So it's schnitzel that's been cut up with fries, and then you can get, like, ketchup or mayo. I think you mm -hmm. can get lettuce in it, too. You can, but I don't do that. Right. I mean, let's be honest. We're here, we're here for the schnitzel and the I'll fries, get people. the Yes, I'll get the lettuce, though, if I were to do a donut box. Oh, me too. But honestly, when I do donut boxes, which is the same concept, but it's like with kebabs yeah. and stuff. So, you know, all the Lamb sort of or, or fixings of a mm -hmm. kebab in, on top of fr French fries. With that, though, I kind of prefer rice. Oh, really? I don't. Once okay. again, we're, now this. I'll the soggy do, fries. I exactly. knew Exactly. It. it comes back it to the soggy, the soggy fries. fries. Yeah. Now, I can do it with, with the schnitz boxes. I mean, with the donut boxes a little bit better, but I just prefer the rice. Right. That's and it fair. all comes back to the soggy fries. That's fair. I don't Especially with the lettuce. Lettuce sogs yeah. out some fries. Not only and that, I want those but the soft sauces too. Fries at the bottom. Right. That's no good. That's why you gotta mix it up real quick. That's the key. Yeah. But I, eat I, them fries real quick and then they won't get soggy. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to have it all as one. Yeah, that's so that's true. the schnitz box. So, um, it, I mean, it's a, it is a, a, a genius invention, and the box is such a it is legitimately convenient. Right. Um, so yeah, we were there with your high school friends. It was interesting seeing you. I've seen you hang out with Shane from time to time, mm -hmm. but it was interesting being sort of the quote unquote odd man out. I mean, it right. wasn't like I was sitting there like, hey, what about me? Right. But Jared odd was man out meeting a little bit. I felt a little bad to be honest. I was the college friend with you with all your high school friends, yep. and yep. it was odd to see you in a in a way I've never really seen you before. Can you can you? You're kind of a gossip. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of gossiping <laughs> going on about uh, high school friends and classmates and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and odds are was a great example. I didn't even, honestly, for your own sake, I almost wasn't even going to bring up that ridiculous game that you children play. That is so much fun. <laughs> so odds are is basically this game where you say odds are, and then you say something. So I could say, you know, odds are Jared will do, chug a, my water. do a handstand. Or okay. Chug his water. And Jared would say, I Let's don't know. Let's play. You want to play? Yeah. All right. Odds are you'll chug your water. All right. Uh, one in five. One in, ooh, one in five. All right. And then you count it down, three, two, one, and then you say the number. So, all right, one, five, let me think about it. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, three. Four. Ooh, all right. So if he would have said three, he would have had to chug his water. And I think I was, what, two for three on Shane last evening? I think so. Well, you guys, you started off strong, and then you started to get a little greedy later in the night. Right. And started, yeah, and started doing it more often. But yeah, you were you, you did get them twice in a row at the beginning, and that that's that where you got funny. that confidence. Yeah, got too cocky, people. Don't get too cocky. Yeah, I mean it's a foolish game. It is. It but is a foolish fun. game. When it's did you fun. when do you think you started playing odds are with your high school friends? Shane's actually the one that targeted to me, and mm. actually we didn't start playing until after way after high school. Yeah, that's even sadder. Yep, way after high school. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was some sort of it was high, not school a high school game. game. No, nope. nope. but yeah, it's a lot of fun though. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, Jared, I got to say, I I'm glad though that there was kind of this convergence of my college buddy and my high school buddies. Why's that? Because I feel like you're all really cool dudes, and I feel mm. like we had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I I actually I mean one of them Shane I already knew. Right. Um. And the other guy was an interesting fellow. He was definitely an interesting fellow. Um, but I liked him, and he was definitely entertaining. He knows how to, like, a, like he seems very... Uh, he knows how to have a good time. He seems very, like, good with people. Oh, yeah. But also, like, I feel like I don't fully trust him, you know? Interesting. <laughs> okay. 
don't know. I would trust him with just about anything, but I've known him much longer. I also, I, I guess I just met him You're once right. also. I was super stoked, though, because I figured Jared and, uh, and Ryan would uh, – uh, nerd out about cars, but I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys can do that more. I noticed future. he was wearing the car and driver hat that yep. I liked. Yeah, yep. I like that. Yeah, he, I, he does his hat in a weird way. Maybe that's why I don't trust him. Could be. I think he's always he's always bent the bill like that. I think it's weird. I don't like but, it. Yeah. Country man, that's, that's how we do it around these parts. <laughs> is that right? is that a country thing? Know. Kind of. Yeah, uh, okay. I know a lot of guys who bend their. Hats it, like so that. the way the hat is bent, it's he's like wearing like a normal baseball cap, but yeah, and it's a it's like a V in the middle. It's like a mm. circumflex, which is a French accent over letters, and yeah, it's very pointy right in the middle. Or an upside down hot check for our checklist. And he 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 maintained that crease. Yep. He was constantly going back to it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was it was a fun time though. But I think uh, well, first of all, a little mini shout out to you and my buddies for mm-hmm. coming out. Being able to have some fun. Yeah. Why do you? Why did you keep? And are you insisting on making it seem like we're all doing this like for you? Like this is some I, sort of event. I for didn't. You. But I just appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate. Chad last night kept saying like, "Man, thanks for coming, guys. This is great that you guys were able to make it." It's like, I mean, yeah, I realize you're sort of the thing put bringing this together, but this is not for you. Like, I, well, I, I, I never said it. <laughs> you kept acting like this was a sort of celebration for you. I mean, I felt that way. No, I was just um, I don't know. I just thanks felt, for making it out, guys. I just like to let my friends know they're appreciated, Jared. What Listen, can I, I say? guess I do appreciate it. It, is, it does feel nice to know that you're that you're uh, liked and loved Spread for being there. Love. That's no? right. All right, I'll give you that. That's right. And now I think it is time to spread a little love. That's right. I agree. And I'm going to start off. We have Chad's uh, clearly in a love spreading mood right now. I am. That's for sure. I want to spread all the love, people. So get ready. So my first one goes out to Metallica, and I think we've we've uh, done a few shout-outs with Metallica before, but they have actually donated a quarter million dollars um, for a pediatric hospital in Romania. So Metallica wow. right now Why Romania? is on tour. Well, so here's the thing. I'll okay. tell you. So they're on tour around, I think it's a world tour right now, mm-hmm. and uh, basically they try to help um, communities in almost every place they bi- visit, from what I've heard. And so they donated, as I said, about $279,000, a quarter million U.S. dollars, to a Romanian association which is building the country's first pediatric oncology hospital. Um, it's their latest charitable, charitable pledge from the band during their ongoing World Wired tour. And I believe their album's called Wired, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's great. Um, it's always awesome when you see music artists or celebrities giving back, you know. Especially a band like Metallica that's legendary at this point. Oh, for and sure. And obviously they have more money than they know what to do with. So oh, definitely. When you see them giving back in significant ways like that. It's great. Yeah, especially in other countries, too. Yeah, it's awesome. And they're just a cool band as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. shout out to Metallica. We and they're huge you. in Europe. They're huge everywhere. I remember when I was in Germany, they were huge. Mm-hmm. They're huge everywhere, man. Yeah. Asia, Europe, doesn't matter. My next one goes out to a gentleman. I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Jared. We'll see how this goes. Uh, Thomas, I believe it's Quinones, who uh, was a mountain biker who rescued a 73-year-old man and his uh, dog that were collapsed in a remote part of Oregon's You need to go to rehab. (laughs) Jared's making reference to the Chicago Accent Guy video, which is a great video. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, so basically the story is, Jared, uh, Thomas, I believe it's Quinones, uh, was taking his mountain bike on a trek, and uh, he was on a six-day, day day six of a seven-day trip in Oregon's remote high desert. Jeez, this is an intense mountain biking trip. And so he came across the collapsed man and his dog, 
And uh, I don't know. He used something to call SOS. I don't know if it was like his, like a watch or, or satellite something phone had. of some sort. Could have been, yeah. And so he called SOS, and thankfully, first responders eventually came. Um, and a spot tracker is what he had. Mm. So he had a spot tracker, and he decided to press SOS and hope for the best. Some sort of remote travel. Exactly. Uh, exactly. SOS device, I assume. Right. And so, so he stayed with the, the gentleman and his dog and gave them water uh, until the first responders arrived and they took care of them. So I think that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some people out there, I think, what are they? I Look mean, at that dog. He looks miserable. Right? Yeah, the dog had <laughs> burrs on it and all sorts of stuff. It was definitely rough. Um, so, yeah, so we thank you, uh, Thomas, for doing the right thing and helping yeah. this gentleman out. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. And uh, if I was prepared, I could you betcha. agree with you with right. my soundboard. And my last shout out for today, Jared, goes out to the pilots. Sadly, I don't have their names. So if you guys know who the pilots are, let us know, please, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Or untranslatable1 on Twitter. And basically, Jared, there was a Russian plane with 234 people on board, and they crash landed in a cornfield after birds flew into the engine, which mm. caused the engines to stop, right? Yeah. Oh, God. That happened still, really? Yep, yep. And here's a crazy thing. Isn't that what thing. took down that plane in New York? I think it like a goose or something. Yeah, it was a in. flock of geese. Yeah. Yep, yep. And Sully. Yeah, uh, landed in the in bay. In the Hudson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one, though, so the Russian plane landed in a cornfield. And believe it or not, Jared, so far there are no fatalities. Nice. So there are 23 people injured. But I, I think... I mean, that's a... Uh, yeah, for landing a plane... In uh, a cornfield? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I didn't even really realize. I mean, I guess it is possible those things can float, not float, but glide forever. So I guess, yeah, right. it's possible. But to be able to land a plane with little control that gently is very impressive. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the two pilots from this airline mm-hmm. that were able to uh, land the plane safely. And uh, it's crazy that people. like airplanes is is you know widely recognized as one of the safest forms of travel. Yeah. Yet birds can still take down right. uh, airplanes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the solution would be to that. Like, um, I wonder if... I'm surprised you can't put some sort of filter on top of an uh, right. engine. But I think because of how much airflow, airflow you need, yeah. you need, like, such aggressive amounts of air that... Right. Especially that high. Right, yeah. yeah Maybe that's sure. the problem. I'm not sure. I mean, eventually, once you get up to a certain altitude, there's no birds, but it's getting up there. Right. Where's the problem? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, lots of love to all the passengers as well, and we wish you all a happy and healthy recovery. You betcha. Yeah. Well, Jared, I think it's time to do what we do best here. Mm-hmm. That is right, people. This is the untranslatable owl. Did you notice that I went to a bar in my city of Ferndale? And stumbled upon uh, the perfect representation of the untranslatable owl and all of the judges below in suits. I did see that. That was awesome. Yeah. Sorry, my computer is not charging. Interesting. Well, we're fine. Okay, so time for some oh, untranslatables. And we're not about to lose this, are we? No, we're good. Okay. We got 54%. We're good. Um, so my first one for you, Jared, is French. And it is le carreau sont cuit, which means the carrots are cooked. Mm, it means like what's done is done. Very good. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's done is done. Okay. The carrots are cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one is Arabic, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what country it's from, but obviously it's probably f- specifically from some country. Uh, 
Fulawu Anasamet Nusin. A peanut split in two. Is this like the, the little details? No. Peanut split in two. We have a similar untranslatable kind of uh, dealing with um, a similar kind of vegetable. Like two peas in a pod? There you go. Ooh, all right. And for those of you who don't know what two peas in a pod mean, it's like you, you just go together perfect. You're like yeah. two peas in a pod. Any I would two, say, this one is any two things that are uh, exactly identical. Okay. Uh, you can say it with people who resemble each other, but you okay. can also do it for like personality as well. I'd say I'd say in some ways we're two peas in a pod. As friends. You think so? As friends. I'd we say are so. very different, though. We are. Uh, but we do complement each other well. Absolutely. So maybe it's a little different because this is right. not really. Yeah, this is. I think more like appearance like, and acting, and, and not like complementing each other, right. but like but being mirrors, the same. Yeah, mirrors each other, maybe. Right. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we I might gotcha. we're, we might be two peas in a pod, but right. I don't think we're a, pl- a peanut split in two. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that. So I only have French ones for you today. I figured I'd practice oh. my French. Okay. So here we go. This one is. Vous play. <laughs> That's right. This <laughs> one is. Uh, donner salon au chat, which means, do you know? Donner is to like give. Uh huh. Um, say say it again. Donner salon au chat. Something about give a cat something. To give one's tongue to the cat. To give one's tongue to the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like the pet runs the house or something? Nope. Nope. Oh, yeah, that's that's a little too uh, nope. literal. And uh, it's not like our it's not like our English cat got your tongue. It's mm. not like that at all. To give your tongue to the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like you're afraid of the cat? Nope. I have no idea. Can you give me a clue first of Wait, some sort? Wait, can, can you repeat what you just said there? To be afraid? No, no, no. After that, I have no clue. Hit that ham horn, my oh. man. <laughs> Hit that ham horn. It means uh, I can't guess. I guess tell me it, the answer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I can't guess. Tell me the answer. And what's the literal again? Uh, to give one's tongue to the cat. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. To give one's okay. Uh, my next one's Turkish. Mm-hmm. And how do you think you pronounce the s with a little squiggly underneath it? Bush word. Wait, isn't uh, isn't there a team, a soccer team, with the s? I think it's like Besiktas. And so, how would you pronounce that? That S specifically. I I, that yeah, I have no idea. Here, I can actually do this. I can actually you got, do you this. You got Google. While you're looking, you want me to give you my French one? Sure. So my last one for you today is, avoir la moutarde qui qui sorry monte on this. Something about having. Uh huh. <laughs> to have mustard going up their nose. Oh, is it to like um, cracking up laughing? Nope. Is nope. it to like uh, like sneer at someone? No, I like how you're getting your phone ready for the for the ham horn. I like that. I like that confidence, Jared. Um, so, so for example, say say you try to guess this untranslatable and you're having a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And and I see I see you and I'm like I'm like Jared, don't worry, don't let the mustard go up your nose. Don't overthink it. Don't overreact. Don't lose your temper. Don't lose your temper. Of course, yeah. that makes temper. sense. Which makes sense, I guess, right? I mean, you're so angry. You're oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. You're so angry. You're squeezing the mustard, and it goes up your nose. Yes. That's the image I get from it. All right, so I gotta listen to this. Oh, the Turkish S. Bosh vash. Okay. But which it's bo- Bosh vash. Which means? Uh, which means to give empty. To give empty is that like to give no effort, to not try at all? No. 
Can you give me some clues? Um, if someone's going through a breakup, someone's and so and so someone's advice, whether it's good or bad advice, might be to give empty. To like not think about it. Hey man, uh, yeah, kinda. But it's like you Forget know, you're about, coming to me. Forget hey, man, about it. She did this. She did this. Oh man, why do you think she did that? I was like, just give empty, dude. Okay. So like, stop thinking about it, kind of or. Mm, okay the judges are like really uh to let it go let it go yeah to okay. move on okay i have one more okay let's hear filipino okay and it's blacklock ning dilla blacklock ning dilla and it's uh flower or the tongue flower or the tongue flower of the tongue flower of the tongue i don't know i feel Does like it it's to be a sweet talker no well, kind of. That's part of it, but that's not specifically what it is. Okay, flower of the tongue. I have no idea. Um, no idea. So, um, someone has someone that has flower of the tongue might also have very flowery language. Oh, so it'll be like an eloquent speaker. No, no it's okay. a little more negative. I would say it's when someone exaggerates a lot. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, flower of the tongue. Yeah. Would you say I have flower of the tongue, Jared? No. No. No, you're pretty... No, you're not really an exaggerator. I try not to be. No. I try not to be. All right. Well, Jared, you know... I think I kind of do a little bit, though. Sometimes. You got to gotta make a story, though. That's true. That is true. Well, Jared, you know, uh, a big thing uh, about being able to do these untranslatables is staying healthy. Yeah. And and we try... And we want to practice what we preach, too, so we also want to travel to new and interesting locations. That's right. And the biggest thing, my first tip for everybody out there is stay healthy... Stay hydrated, my friends. Number one. You know, that's not even a joke. That, no, is, that is rule number one yeah. for sure. Stay hydrated. That when I, when I feel like i nervous that I'm getting sick, he, even here in the good old United States, uh, I drink way more water. Oh, like, absolutely. I'll aggressively drink water. Absolutely. Uh, that is number one. But in a lot of places that you visit, be careful where you get that water from. Absolutely. That is, I'd say, one of the biggest. And they, listen, once again. I'm a doctor. Everything I say is 100% fact. No. Water is definitely going to be one of the bigger sources, specifically for travelers, let's say, of of sickness. And so, Jared, let's talk about some countries where you shouldn't drink the tap water. Okay. Because I think that's important. I have a traveler's guide to tap water, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I know at least the the ones that we hear about a lot, obviously, places in South America and Central America. Also in... Um, I think most of Africa, you have to be, for us Americans yeah. at least, you mm-hmm. have to be pretty careful. Well, and see, that's the thing, is that a lot of locals, like I have some friends from Mexico, and they can drink the water in Mexico and they don't get sick, but their bodies have acclimated and yeah. become accustomed to it. I had a friend in high school that, uh, well, acquaintance, I would never call him my friend, but um, <laughs> uh, I, but he went to Mexico for spring break, and uh, it might have even been just brushing his... No, ice. It was ice. Yep. And he got violently ill. Oh, I believe it. Uh, and was spent most of the rest of his trip in the bathroom. Yep. And that's that's the key. If you go to any country... He had got dysentery. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. If you go to any country where it's not safe to drink the tap water, yeah, I wouldn't suggest like having ice, even if you go to restaurants and stuff, because mm-hmm. you don't know where they made it. Um, and you know, if you're at home, sure, you can boil the water or use bottled water to make ice and then you know it's safe but be yes. very careful with ice yeah that can get you very sick and the thing the, the thing about the water is you also like i I've, I've been to places where you can't drink the tap water 
And it is sort of just like so hard to get out of your system because it is like so natural to say um, like brush like brush your teeth and not even think about swishing water around in your mouth or not even think about um, when you're in the shower how much water might inadvertently go into your mouth. I was just going to have a terrible habit of like drinking water in the yeah. shower here. Honestly, sometimes uh, here I, I like to brush my teeth in the shower too. Right. I do that occasionally as well. So um, that's definitely a big no-no if you're mm. in, for example, China. Uh, in Asia, yeah. there are a few countries where the water is considered uh, safe for, you know, weak Weak Westerners like us. That's right. That's um, not China, but uh, obviously I'm sure you know that. Mm -hmm. uh, Brunei, Hong Kong, Israel, Japan, Singapore, and South Korea. So uh, these other places than that, you can drink the water. Yes. Okay. Other than that, be very careful with the water intake. Right. And I would say most remote countries, islands, you need to be careful. Mm -hmm. Any developing countries, you also need to be careful as well with the water. I remember when I was in Tanzania, um, yeah, obviously you couldn't drink the water there, but also they had, um, like they would make their own sort of, I mean, they called it beer, but it was okay. just some sort of fermented banana peel beverage that they would make. Okay. And they was would, good? well, they would offer it to us and like our guide would be like, do not drink that. Uh, oh, really? you okay. will have a, like you, you could only really drink like normal beers okay. there. You, they, he, because it was just like, they just made it in like their uh like where they live homemade yeah in like a pot and it's like a and it's just like a he's like yeah that'll destroy you both right. alcohol wise and um just it'll get you sick too right right um, and, and that's the thing too that can be very difficult when you travel you know you're you're meeting these people and they want to be friendly and generous and hospitable mm -hmm. and offer and they you offer stuff you yeah things and sometimes it can be very difficult to turn down these things yeah you feel like a sort of like an a-hole and even right. though like there's right. nothing you can do about this because this is just science and i am a doctor um <laughs> like you feel kind of like a like oh no this will make me sick like i don't know you just kind of feel like a right like a pretentious a little pretentious you know Absolutely. even though this is like it's like I, I can't help it that I'm going to get aggressively sick if I <laughs> right. do this. And I don't want to. I don't want my vacation to be me inside the bathroom all weekend. Exactly. You know. You're exactly. There to see things, experience things, have fun, meet people, maybe practice a language or learn a new language. So yeah, absolutely. So since we're on the topic of getting sick, and there are other sort of precautions you have to take, but well, let's let's stick to sickness. Um, a, I mean, a giant one obviously is uh, malaria mm -hmm. and dealing with insects and you know mosquitoes. Yep. I think specifically are carriers of are the worst. malaria. Yep. But like uh, that's a huge concern. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was in before I went to Tanzania, this is the only time I've really uh, had to take precautions. I've been to Morocco. I don't remember the water protocol. I guess I probably wasn't allowed to drink the water there either. Okay. Could be. I don't know why I'm asking you. Actually, actually yeah. <laughs> on my list, Morocco is one of the countries on the list, so I would imagine so. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and in, they did have the map of Africa and they uh, that I'm looking at right now, and this is from the uh, some sort of legit source. They say Mor – so I, I was younger, so maybe it's just my parents uh, – uh, uh, anyway. Um, what were we – oh, yeah. Insects, malaria is a huge one. Yep. That's the big one that you get from, from uh, mosquitoes. Yep. And um, it's a huge killer even for... Um, locals. For locals, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, something I didn't learn about malaria until I went there, is that like if you live in these countries that have heavy amounts of malaria... Is it, is it like that in Asia? Is yeah. malaria big in there certain, too? Certain spots in Asia, absolutely. In China? Yeah, southern parts of China. So you have to take, get the shots and stuff? And I did not because I'm not in the south. Wow. It's interesting that you can still be in the country, but they can be like, well, you're far enough away well, from Well, China's it. huge. Right. I mean, that would be like us in Michigan versus people down so in Louisiana. Yes, but you can't travel there. 
I mean, I could. The, so the the whole thing about all these travel precautions that I was told by the nurse at the travel clinic. Also, that's another tip. Go to a travel clinic before you travel, mm-hmm. especially to places where you know you're going to have adverse effects to food, water, and whatever. And just look up any sort of travel clinic website. And Absolutely. They, they, you can literally type in whatever country you need to right. go to, and they give you a breakdown of what the you need to do. The best website, though, is the CDC. The Makes CDC. Sense. Because they have Center for Disease Control. Exactly, because they have lists of you know countries. Then you can look at specific places. So for China, I had to get a typhoid vaccine because mm-hmm. typhoid's a big problem over there. How do you get typhoid? Water? Uh, Is that yeah, a water one? F- water or food, basically, okay. or coming in contact with people who also have typhoid. Um, and yeah, you don't want to get typhoid. Um, in parts of southern China, they suggest malaria, but my doctor told me if there are no cases of malaria where you live, um, I'm not going to you know, have you take malaria medication. And the whole thing, though, with all these vaccines and everything else, it's all about really, um, like, risk exposure, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how or, 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 like, how at risk are you to getting malaria or dengue fever or, or whatever? And a lot of it just comes down to how long will you be in the place? Mm-hmm. Will you be in a remote area or will you be, you know, in an in a apartment or a house or hotel? And so because I'll be going to China for 10 months, they had to, you know, that's why I got some of these different vaccines. Um, and, I'm, and once I go over to China, I will be getting a Japanese encephalitis vaccine as well. I didn't get it here because it was super expensive. It was about $640. Mm. And uh, So is there any sort of safety or health precautions you have to take about getting it there in China? In China? Just go to a reputable travel clinic. What, 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 we ta- we've talked about, obviously, what we've mentioned, we'll do an episode about WeChat. Do, you, do they, they have like a review system? Like uh, we do here, like that's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But right. I'm not sure. I'm excited for. I'm right. Really excited for this WeChat episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. That's for sure. Um. Um. Okay. So there's um, definitely there's are there other insect related ones? I mean, obviously, if you go to like Australia there's, or the right, Amazon, right? Every insect will kill you. <laughs> Basically, more or less. Yeah. The well, the big thing is, I mean, mosquitoes are probably one of the most dangerous. Yes. Insects. Even here in the U.S., like West Nile's back, I've heard. West Nile, dengue, they've had cases of Zika in Florida. That's a a mosquito one? Yep. Zika virus is mosquito. Encephalitis is mosquito. Uh, I believe believe yellow fever is also mosquito. Malaria is mosquito. So, yeah, you have to be very careful. And that's why I was told in the travel clinic when I go to China, take a lot of precautions against mosquitoes. Um, You know, so... Do you have the... uh, When I was in... um Obviously, mosquitoes and malaria and, and mosquito-based uh, diseases are a huge problem in Tanzania as well. Mm, right. Do, did they give you that, uh, or did you buy? No one's giving you anything. Right. No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. I would have really appreciate it if they did give me stuff, but no. Did they? Uh, did you buy that like heavy-duty, like sort of thick lotion mosquito stuff? I haven't. No, not yet. I have some of that. I can give you. Now okay. I think about it. Ooh, but right. it, it's it's super thick, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like a super powerful mosquito deter deter. And like, right. it's useful, especially if, like we were in situations where we were outside all day, so they'll like do it. But it doesn't feel nice. Definitely I, doesn't I feel nice. It. You're very aware it. that it's on your skin. Right. There's a, I forget what it's called now, but they have a spray. It smells kind of. Oh yeah. Those stuff always smells funky, but they have a spray you can put on your clothes as well. That's a, a mm. repellent. Mm-hmm. And I believe the one type of spray, it lasts for five washes. Wow. So that's pretty cool. 
That's that's some tough spray. That is some tough spray <laughs> wow. right there. So yeah, but the biggest precaution is definitely, I would say, in more tropical or humid or hot places mm-hmm. are, are definitely insects and especially mosquitoes. Dude, there, there was, I, I, no, I don't know if it was just the media. I mean, this was before social media. But when like um, West Nile was huge in the South, mm-hmm. maybe like 10, 15 years ago, uh, like I would be terrified going to Louisiana. Like I would still go there all the time. And I was, I mean, I you know, it could have just been like how people were afraid of Ebola, but like, Two right. people got it here in the U.S. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, obviously more people get West now than that, but like, yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the thing, oh, the thing I didn't realize about malaria was that everyone in these countries where they're exposed to it has like some level of it. Like there are different right. like one to five or seven or whatever. Right. right. And everyone has at least like one. Right. There's no, like if, if you're a native to that place, it's apparently almost impossible not to have malaria. Make, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you build up a, a tolerance to it where it doesn't affect you like it would if we got like the low right. level of it that they Right. Right. And just, we would probably be bedridden and, and right. terrible. Yeah. Right. I had a roommate actually that lived in Ghana for a semester. Um, and he, <clears throat> he told me he got malaria and he thought he was going to die. I believe that. I believe that. Was he having like hallucinations and stuff and like sweat? He said and just, just crazy fever. And is it just like, um, is, are the symptoms of malaria, do you know what they are? Is it just like an aggressive flu? No idea. You're the doctor here, Jared. No That's idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, but yeah, so... You betcha. Another big thing, though, too, about not getting sick, Jared, is we talked about the water. But another big one is food. Yes. And let me give you the tips that the registered nurse gave me for China. And I think this applies to Please. most places. So it's kind of the... It's very easy to remember. So it's, um, it's peel it. Boil it or cook it. So if it's a fruit or vegetable uh, that you can peel, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you have no idea what kind of pesticides or other things that they put on the vegetables in different right. countries. Um, and a lot of countries don't have regulations. We don't have great regulations here in the States, to be honest. Um, it's much better regulated in Europe uh, what you can and can't Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of pesticides here that are allowed that they wouldn't allow exactly. in other places. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, so peel it, your fruits and your veggies. But our fruits and veggies last for a weirdly long amount of yeah, time. Yeah, too long. Of, <laughs> yeah, too long. Uh, so peel it, uh, cook it. So if it's anything you can cook, so if it's meat or whatever. Really? Mm-hmm. That still seems like a risk if you're well, cer- like I, with certain meats. Well, it, ye- sure, absolutely. But I would say if it's if you if. But cooking does like if it is a good uh, like cooking still kills a lot of stuff. Right, and and what they told me as well with cooking is you want to make sure. You know, here in the states, and you're a I bad usually... cook. Anything uh, anyway, so everything will be slightly overcooked. That you cook. exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Uh, the registered nurse told me she said if you uh, cook something, it's definitely better to be more on the overcooked side sure. than the undercooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that means for me, probably not going to have a lot of burgers in China. Not a lot of steaks. Probably not. No, because yeah. I like a medium, um, or sometimes even me- medium rare. Um, Especially yeah. here in the U.S., because sometimes they do overcook it in comparison they to like Europe. Right. Um, okay. And the and, and the last one though was boil it. So right. There's other that makes obvious. You know, sense, veggies yeah. you can boil or things like that um, is also great. When my parents used to have to travel to uh, Japan and China, um, and some various other Asian countries for uh, for work and stuff, and uh, you know, there's street food food all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, even this is even a concern with some restaurants like uh, they they have multiple stories. I don't think it ever happened to them specifically, 
but they have multiple stories of coworkers um, getting sick from having a food. having a bathroom day. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. And that's thinking getting a little, you know, getting a little too bold with their, right. you know, thinking, you know, thinking they're adventurous or something. Exactly. Or not consulting, you know, not all, cons- constantly wanting to consult the. You know, the essentially the Sherpa that, that right. they have, like, right. pointing out like, yes, no, no, yes. Right, right. And that's the thing with street food is, uh, at least what I've heard about China, is that, you know, it will look great, it will smell great, I'm sure it'll taste great as well. Mm-hmm. But they say if you want street food in China, make sure they, like, you can see them cooking it in front of you. Because what you don't want to do is buy, like, a skewer of some meat that's been sitting in the hot sun for four or five hours. Right. There's going to be bacteria, there's going to be all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff on that. Uh, so you want fresh street food. Right. Um, and you can still get sick if your stomach's not used to it. Um, and our Western stomachs, I'm sure that first month to two months for me over there is I've heard it. It'll be rough. You think so? You're going to eat so much rice. That's all yeah. you're going to eat for Probably. the next 10 months. Probably. <laughs> rice and like buy some type of hot sauce over there to spice it up a little bit. Um, but yeah. And also, too, I would say to all of our listeners out there who are traveling, make sure you do your research and you know, mm-hmm. you know, some people, you may you may be lactose intolerant. Maybe you're not diagnosed, but if you eat cheese or have too much dairy, you might get sick. Be aware of your dietary restrictions yeah. before you go places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much better to be aware of it now than to go go somewhere and spend a lot of money on your vacation and then have it be a bathroom vacation. Yes, yes. And, you know, you know, when I was in Tanzania, you, you realize what sort of control the human body actually has when you're put in those situations. Like I told you... I took a, uh, it was essentially, I think, 14 or 16 hour drive right. from Dar es Salaam, which is like mm-hmm. the big city, to this little village because the plane broke down the day before. Right, <laughs> right. And along the way, uh, I after the first re- stop, I realized, oh, I'm going to be dealing with some uh, bathroom situations with which I'm, you know, you know what, listen, I was talking about sounding pretentious earlier. There were some rough bathroom situations. Oh, yeah. And they were all, obviously, they used a squatting situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't have a bathroom situation on this road trip. And we stopped at some, you know, roadside place for food. And I was just like, well, let's see what happens here. Right. And, and just the amount of control one can have. If you really put your mind to it, is is actually I was kind of impressed with my own. Body. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Just just be careful, and if if you have second thoughts, I would say just don't don't eat it, don't drink it. If you're yeah, unsure. yeah, yeah. So you're you're just you're just you're accepting that this is your fate. Yeah, I okay. I think it will happen. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing is, I talked to a colleague of mine, and they. They well, they do a lot of cooking for themselves, but they said they have not been sick once since they've been over there. Okay, so you never know. I mean, I think you can also. I think you'll also now saying not getting sick once. What does that mean? Not because getting, are you not telling getting me these, sick from food, like food poisoning or bad right, diarrhea? Because you're telling me they haven't had diarrhea once since they've been over there. I don't believe I, that. For I a mean, second. I didn't. I didn't ask details. Okay. I just said. <laughs> I said how have how because have that your doesn't bodies, sound human. Right. Well, I asked them how have your bodies been. Uh, how have your bodies been adapting to the food over there? And then mm-hmm. they said, "Well, we haven't had any problems, but we maybe do a anything lot of serious, right? Yeah, right. Nothing. Anything serious. that's like taking them out for the day, right? Right. Uh, but once again, if you do have those bathroom situations, rule number one: stay hydrated. Yep, absolutely. That always comes back down to drink water. That's true. That is true. The other thing is too: we mentioned going to a travel clinic. Also, make sure you know what vaccines and medication you need to take with you. Mm-hmm. It's really funny, Jared. I only took a couple things with me to the Czech Republic. I took um, 
some allergy medication. Okay. I took Which some Advil. Did you need? I didn't use it once. Okay. I took some um, Advil. Advil. Well, you can get that there. Some allergy can't you? meds. Um, or is it harder to get? I think it's d- a little different. Maybe I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, we so, are very liberal with the pills here. We, we <laughs> no no kidding, bud. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. But yeah, so allergy medication. Um, what else? Allergy medication. Mm-hmm. Advil, and I think that was about it. So honestly, so essentially, you don't have to bring anything. Is really what, right, <laughs> unless you happen to be like ex, like highly prone to allergies, I right. guess. But. Ex- exactly, or 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 you have other issues. Um, but right. but to China, I can tell you, man, I'm bringing a small you pharmacy. Got a little, with you me. got a little kit. I have allergy <laughs> meds, cold meds. I have like these sore throat things because I've heard that the the air pollution can irritate your throat a little mm. bit. Um, uh, Z packs. Yep, Z packs. You're uh, welcome. You yep. have three more now. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I have I have uh, another one I picked up from the pharmacy the other day. Uh, Z pack. What else do I have? I have a bunch of stuff. A bunch of. So, stuff. what is the medicinal situation like in China? So it depends where you go. Is it an insurance issue or is it a availability? No. And well, some. Well, some. Issue. At least I know with cold medicine you can't get the same stuff over there. And from from my American friends who've taught over there say that they've tried the Chinese cold medicine and it just did not work for them. Mm. So, um, but they have they have like a very traditional like Chinese medicine over there. So that that's just not a stereotype. That's a, no, that's they, a real thing. Okay. That's a real thing. Okay. And a lot of it's more homeopathic. It's based on right. herbs and and different things like that. Um, yeah. Body parts of animals ground Making up. Making weird or stews or that you have to drink. Right. Right. <laughs> and so so basically, you know, I tried to bring the stuff that I figured it might be more difficult to get. Plus, with the language barrier, and that's the other thing. Yeah. If you're going to a country where you don't speak the language, and you know, it's. I, These aren't common words that you learn in English right. or foreign language classes. Right. Exactly. So, so that's why. How do you I say also, Z-Pack in German? I have no idea. It's a great question. Thankfully, I've never needed one in Germany, well, that's so I true. never needed to learn it. But I would, I would just say like I need medication for my diarrhea, which is a great word in German. Durchfall. What is it? Durchfall. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Literally fall which is, through, which yeah, is what it very is. Very literal. Yep. Um, so yeah. So, but that's that's the reason why I'm bringing more stuff with me to China because. Mm-hmm. I think it will be more difficult for me to probably not not maybe not the availability of it, but just the the language barrier, and it's going to be yes. more of a more of an adventure and a task for me. And to if get you're over sick, there. that's when you're going to be looking for these things. Exactly, it's exactly. going to be the worst possible time for you to be like right. out trying to figure stuff out and stressing exactly. out about exactly. about getting that stuff. So that's that's the reason why you know if you if you're going to a country where you speak the language or you've been there before, like if I go back to Germany or Austria or the Czech Republic. I'm I'm fine because I can easily find a pharmacy. My check is decent enough, and I know how to use Google Translate that mm-hmm. I could get what I need. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I think that's a big thing is is just be aware of your situation and will you be able to get to pharmacies or places if you need medication? Um, you know, if, do you have traveler's health insurance? You know, I'll have health insurance over there, which will be good. Do you have to concern yourself with swimming? In- yep. In okay. China, you have to be very careful. Okay. Because uh, a lot of pollution in the water. A lot of pollution in the water. Yeah. You have to be very careful. There can be bacteria, all sorts of nasty stuff. Okay. So, so yeah. Um, and be be aware to just the biggest thing, other than staying hydrated, I'd say that's rule number one. <laughs> rule number two, yes. I think these could be interchangeable, but I would say rule number two is inform yourself. Go on the CDC website. 
take a look at what what don't think you're too good like don't think don't be like exactly. oh i never get colds or something right. like that <laughs> because you may very well never get colds here but traveling too and i think traveling puts a different kind of stress on your body yeah you have for to sure adjust your sleep schedule mm -hmm. you're exposed to different foods sleep is actually a, uh, you know hydrate is number one sleep underrated the power of sleep and staying healthy, I oh, think, is highly important. underrated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sleeping, and that's why... And it's definitely... And your sleep is... Net, sorry, I keep cutting you off. Your good. sleep is naturally going to be cut off if you're, uh, you know, dealing with time zones. Oh, yeah. Different time zones. Plus, you have a, if you're on a short trip, you have limited time. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm really looking forward to spending 10 months in China because I won't have the urgency or the rush. Yes. You know, if I'm tired... And I want to go to bed earlier. I want to take a nap. I can do that. How much time do you have between um, getting there and actually starting work? A day. Oh, well, what? Well, so I get there. I get there, and then we have an orientation. That's not true. It's not a day. I get there, then we have an orientation. But okay. I consider that work because it's for right. my work. Right, 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 right. So we have a day. But yeah, well, and I, and I, did, I would too because I mean, like, you, uh, how much time do you have to just get there and chill? Is what I meant. So and do well, whatever so you want. So I think I'll have. I'm done with the orientation, I believe, on the 28th of August. And, and you get there on the 24th? 5th? 20th, 26th. I fly oh, okay. on the 25th, get there on the 26th. Okay. And then um, basically the way it will work is I think I'll have one or two days off. So I get there on, I believe, a Monday. I get there on a Monday, and then I go to Jinan on, I believe, it's Wednesday. And then I think I might have until that following Monday is when classes start. I could be wrong. Okay. But I'll have to look and double check. But I'll, okay. I should have a day or two. Uh, the nice thing is I'll have one day before I'll get there and basically that Monday I land is a free day. I can just chill, yeah. relax, Well, they'd be, they'd be monsters to schedule something. Uh. Right. No kidding. <laughs> and the, the other thing is too, though, sleep is very important. Also, yes. make sure you walk around. And it's one, good to see new things, but it's yes. also good, especially if you've... I'll be on a 13-hour plane ride to Beijing. That's a long time sitting or laying down. You need to walk around, get that blood pumping. Yes. And I also think walking around is good for jet lag because it naturally kind of exhausts you and it also mm -hmm. helps you stay awake absolutely yeah and it's and it's it's just good good mm -hmm. to see the see the sights yeah. and walk get out i think the sunlight's healthy for you too absolutely get some of that well maybe not in china might man. be a little bit too aggressive of a sun i've yeah their ozone is uh, right i've heard <laughs> not, that right not so, so strong yeah we'll, we'll yeah we'll see about that but um yeah so walking sleep another thing too is you know, yes, you're going to want to try all sorts of foods, but also try try to eat he as healthy as you can. Yeah. You know, try to get some fruits, try to get some veggies. I feel like a hypocrite because I peels. don't eat enough. But yeah, peel it. Yeah, a lot it, of bananas, it. a lot of oranges. Good. Right. Apples. You could do apples, but you there's no... You peel the skin. Okay. You peel okay. the skin. Um, but you yeah. can penetrate an apple skin pretty easily. I, I was told you can peel an apple. All it's right. okay. So peel apple. I mean, skin. If, if I die from an apple, we'll know, Jared. I, I mean, well, I understand that, that that's fine, but apple skin is great. Oh, it is, and that's where a lot of the nutrients are too. Really? Yeah. Especially like a good red apple, right? I'm, I'm a Granny Smith guy. Or like a we, oh, you like Granny Smith? I, I love that tartness, my no, man. No, I like a Fiji or Keep like a tart. like one of those. What's you would you would like yeah. a Fiji or, or a, a Golden Delicious? No, that's I don't like no? a, that's Golden Delicious are, are the yellow ones, you're like right, those right. mushy ones. Fiji, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So eat healthy. Apple talk here. Get, at the get, that's Little right. Podcast. Get some sleep. Um, walk around. I would also say not only walk around, but depending on how long your trip is, try to also get some exercise whether that's running weightlifting swimming if the water's healthy swimming in the mm -hmm. country you're visiting um any type of exercise or you know if you're in a country where they play soccer or football as the rest of the world calls it 
go kick the football around with some locals. Yes. You know, go play some beach soccer in Mexico. It'll and one of, one of our favorite ways to exercise is by walking. We walk. I mean, I don't remember what it was now, but I if you go back, revert back to our first episode after It was like our, 15 miles, wasn't it? Do you, well, how many did you say? 15 miles or somewhere. It was there. way more than 15 miles. Was it? It was a lot. It was with, no, over the week of oh, me the being week, there. The week, yeah, the week. probably like 50-something, 80-something maybe? It was, maybe 80. Yeah, It, it was a right. lot. It was a yeah. lot. Uh, so we could also talk about like like physical safety, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, consult your local, you know, wherever you're going to, if you're concerning yourself with physical safety, because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, depending on where you're going, different countries have different dangers and stuff. But absolutely, I think that's a little bit more obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't want to bring it down talking about <laughs> right. Well, another thing too for the, for the American listeners out there, they have what's called the Step Program which is basically a program where you will get notifications of whatever country you're traveling in if there are protests mm. or a coup or whatever there could be. Um, so that's good Good to be aware. Look into, you know, depending on your nationality, look into what your government has in place yeah. in case of emergencies. Did you hear about the, I believe they're either Norwegian or Finnish girls in um, Morocco? Like, got killed. Like a year or two ago that got kidnapped? Yeah. yeah. That was a shame. Yeah. This is why we didn't want. This is why I don't want to talk about that. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm already the, bumming myself. Right. Out. I mean, the big thing with a lot of this stuff is use registered taxis. Mm-hmm. Don't be taking rides from people you don't know. Yeah. Um. And honestly, go with your gut feeling. I feel like a, there have been a couple times in my life where something seems yeah. sketchy, and be be willing and and ready and okay with saying no to things. Like, don't go into things just because you don't want to, say, hurt someone's feelings or come off culturally insensitive or like an asshole. If you don't feel uncomfortable, that's first and foremost more important than not trying to be an asshole in a different country. Exactly. And, I mean, your health and your safety are, I think, things we take for granted big time, but they're incredibly important. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially here in the U.S. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think we've covered most... Things I'd say so. health and safety. We can always do a round two at some point as well. And I, th- I definitely think we'll be revisiting this when you have, when after your a couple ba- bathroom experiences. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you might have in a few I, weeks. And I think another thing we should discuss as well, and maybe we kind of have in some other episodes here and there, but uh, mental health abroad. I yes. That's another big thing. Yes. Um, but that that's a whole other can of worms. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that another time. But you know, Jared, another important way to stay healthy for your mind, body, and soul. Oh, yes. Is some good tunes. I agree. I agree. And today... You betcha. We got some grooves for your soul called Soul Groove by the group <laughs> Skin Shape. And it is an awesome song. You found... in So you found this after we... Um, Listen to the who is the last the Teskey Brothers? Teskey Brothers. Uh, this was, was a recommendation after, yep. and you just randomly clicked on it, mm-hmm. and it seems like you you've yeah you uh, when we were doing the Teskey Brothers, you were telling me I just told you about you know the colors song that I listened mm-hmm. to, and you're like I think I just found a new group that I'm generally a, genuinely a fan of, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like you found two. Yep. Because you were saying that t- t- earlier today about I this. <laughs> yeah, I've checked out a lot of skin shape stuff, and it's fantastic. And Soul Groove is great because it's got kind of a laid-back vibe to it. It's got that waka waka yep. kind of the it's background. It's a pedal yeah. uh, for our guitar nerds listening to us. And it's great. And It's I, I, chill but funky. Right. Oh, for sure. It's got, like, it's hard to listen to it and not bob your head to mm-hmm. it. Um, and, like, the cool thing, too, is there's no – it's instrumental for, like, a minute or a minute and a half. About a I minute. Did not realize there were actually words in, in it. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I like this. Yeah. So, um, what 
is is there anything really that first like what what first really made you think oh i like this was it just like the melody of it it was the beat and the bass line it was just okay. funky and laid back and cool and i love music like and this. it's not i definitely wouldn't call this like a reggae but that bass line sounds very reggae-esque right well that like the, the reggae the, the reggae like vibes to it or like right. styles used. right yeah it's just got that kind of laid back mm-hmm. you know it's it's the the song does the title of the song justice. It yeah, is a soul groove. There's a good groove to it. Um, Ooh, it they changes awesome. up in the middle. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. Yeah, it changes up the vibe completely right exactly. there. Exactly, exactly. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Soul groove by Skin Shape on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. It'll be up yeah, on that playlist. We have a song of the pod playlist. It's it's great. If you just Sometimes I just go and listen to oh, it. Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> and if you if you are just looking for some music to pass the time, we got yeah. lots of good songs. Mm-hmm. If you're curious about international artists or songs uh, in different languages, check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. So we hope you enjoy yeah. Skin Shape. The title of the song is called Soul Groove. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, we are big supporters here of learning languages and yeah. learning about other cultures. And you've got a new language to learn. I do. And that language is Chinese. And my word for you today, Jared, is Jian Kang. All right. Well, I can read it, but it's not like I would have been able to guess right. it anyway. That's, I don't know why I keep, <laughs> keep looking at you ready to guess. But yeah, so my word today, Jian Kang, means health in Chinese. Okay. Okay. So it would be very apropos to our topic today. So my Spanish word of the pod is apropos, but not to the topic. Okay. Your boy's back to watching Falsa Identidad. Nice. Um, that Maybe show I, I is say. ridiculous. It's so hilarious because it's you know it's 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 a cheesy sort of um, telenovela. You know, it's a kind of a, it's a crime show, but it's very sort of telenovela esque. And so there's so many situations where it'll be like, like you know it's about it's about a fa- uh, uh, a daughter or excuse me a woman who is ab- abused by her husband and her son and then another guy that's a criminal but he's a terrible criminal and he was having sex with the uh, with the with like the uh, the head what's he call like a head um like a head cartel guy the patron is that what you call him the boss yeah, yeah he was uh, having sex or, with the or, boss's or, uh, uh, cafe I think he was having sex with the boss's wife Uh-oh. and so the guy obviously the boss wants to kill him so right. he has to escape do as well right. and so they both have to escape and they ended up at end of, you know long story short they ended up putting this woman and this cr- cr- criminal together as right. like a fake family and they have a false identity and they try right. to move away to uh, first the U.S. and I think Mexico City after. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, they have all these scenarios where it'll be like, you know, the the cartel members are chasing them and like say – like you know, the 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 two people will be running away, and right as they get around the corner, like the cartel people will be like turning around the previous corner. Right. It'll be like just the most perfect timing yep. every single time for yep. being avoided. It's mm-hmm. like oh, you literally just missed them. Uh-huh. Like as your head was going up, theirs was going down. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. My Spanish word of the pod is related to that, and it's definitely a word that's been coming up a, a, a few times in this show, uh, and it's esconder. Esconder. I don't know what... It's what a verb, obviously. That's, right. uh, that's the, um, the infinitive. Right. And it is to hide. Oh, There's okay. a lot of hiding happening in that. That makes show. sense. Esconder. <laughs> and okay. they're terrible at it. 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. I still need to check the show out. Uh, sounds great. It's it's definitely great for because it, it, it's so funny too because um, we've actually been watching it with Spanish subtitles as well. Oh, nice. And so there's a lot I don't understand, but like sure. I'm still so into it. That's and cool, then yeah. like every now and again, Sydney will ask me if I know what's happening. I'll just be like, yeah, and I'll explain it. And she's like, that's not what they were talking about oh, at all. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> and I'll have like my own story behind it. Right. That's kind of fun though too. You know, you can develop your own character lines <laughs> yeah, to make my own right? my own oh, story. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, I was like, well, oh, this is crazy. She's like, yeah. And she's like, do you even know what happened? I was like, yeah. Blah blah blah. She's like, nah. No, they weren't. No. They were not talking about that at all. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, Jared, it's time for a couple corny and cheesy jokes. All right. And I've got some one-liners for you today. Well, one or two-liners. So here we go. So uh, a nurse pages the doctor, and the nurse says, Doctor, there's a patient on line one that says he's invisible. What, what do you think the doctor says, Jared? Um, uh, I don't know. What is it? He says, well, I can't see him right now. Uh, oh, the only doctor joke I can think of off the top of my head involves patience right. and losing my patience. Right. That's, that's fair. Uh, another one for you, Jared. When I told my doctor the loss of my memory, he made me pay in advance. Mm, that's hilarious. So here we go. My last one for you, Jared, is my doctor. That sounds told like something me, a doctor would do in the U.S., by the way. Right. No kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Uh, my last joke for you today is my doctor told me I needed to break a sweat once a day, so I told him I'd start lying to my wife. <laughs> what is that? Sounds like an '80's comedian that joke. Does, that's, that definitely does. Ooh. Right. Start oh, yeah. lying to my right. wife. No, no kidding. <laughs> oh, no kidding. No kidding. Well, Jared, it's time to wrap up our episode oh, today. And I think if I wanted high blood pressure, I'd lie to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than all my jokes right there. Um, anyways, so a quote to wrap up today's episode, I think, is stay hydrated. Get some good sleep mm-hmm. and inform yourself. And we hope yes. all of you have a Knowledge very, is power. That's right. And we hope all of you have a very happy and healthy trip, vacation, or travels wherever that may be. So it's come that time for us to say goodbye, Jared. But before we do that, I think it's safe to say that we here at the Untranslatable Podcast are very thankful for all of your support. And if you want to reach out to us, you can get at us on Gmail at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Slide into those DMs on Twitter or uh, Instagram on Twitter, Untranslatable1, on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Spread a little love. Check out our YouTube channel for Songs of the Pod. And if you want to see my beautiful beard and Jared's beautiful face. And also, we would really appreciate it if you could give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And also let us know what we can do to make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, de cuyame, muchas gracias, and shush.